Towards the end of last week's parsha, after they found the becher in Beyomen's bag, Yehuda tells Yosef, I have no words to justify what happened. I can't exonerate myself. We were caught red-handed. Game over. We are prepared to be slaves. And this is how Parshas Miketz ends. It was high drama. Talk about the ultimate cliffhanger. The situation seemed desperate. And this week's parsha begins, Vahikash Elov Yehuda. Yehuda approaches Yosef, and the Pasik tells us about the great confrontation, these two kings going head to head. Yehuda steps up and talks tough. He has some harsh words for Yosef. And this is in stark contrast to the dialogue that they had at the end of last week's parsha, where Yehuda speaks in a very meek tone to Yosef. Now all of a sudden he changes his tune. It's just two psukum later, and suddenly Yehuda starts to speak in a much tougher tone. Rashi says, that he spoke to Yosef in a very stern and very firm way. It's a very sudden change in demeanor, from an attitude of servitude and submissiveness to an attitude of strength and toughness. Instantaneously, it all changed. So what happened? Furthermore, Yehuda gets up there and makes one of the greatest speeches of all time. With intensity and passion, he begs and pleads. He plays on the emotions of his father. But if you think about it, what is Yehuda being mechadish over here? Anyone who's followed the narrative in the last couple of parshas will realize that this speech consists of nothing more than a repetition of all that has been said until now. There's absolutely no new information in this speech. He basically just rehashes everything. No new evidence, no new argument. Everything's already well known. And yet, something incredible happens. Yosef listens to the whole story and he breaks down. He can't bear to see the pain and the suffering. And he starts to cry. And he reveals himself to his brothers. So what happened? What changed over here? So Rabbi Schwab offers a beautiful insight. He says, Yehuda knew after they found the Becher that they were in big trouble. Yosef had the goods on them. He had incriminating evidence to hold them accountable. And the brothers had no defense. So Yehuda was ready to raise the proverbial white flag. But then all of a sudden, he remembered something. He remembered that he made a promise to his father. And not only a promise, a guarantee, a personal guarantee. Not one of those you make when you sign up for a library card. One of those guarantees you sign that if you don't pay the mortgage, they take away your house. Yehuda guaranteed the return of Binyamin. He promised his father, Says Reb Shuaab, that promise gave him the energy, the strength, and the courage to fight, even though he knew he was facing a very formidable opponent. The idea is that when a person takes on a responsibility, and he knows that it's up to him to do it, he feels the achrayas to do it, that responsibility gives him special hidden strength and the capabilities to do things that he might otherwise not have been able to do had he not taken on this responsibility. Now Yehuda, knowing that it's all on him, tells Yosef, you must let Binyamin go, because I'm the guarantor, it's my word, my reputation is on the line. I promised my father that I'll return him safely, and I will not take no for an answer. And that gave him the courage and the strength to go beyond his normal capabilities. This is the same idea when anyone undertakes a large task like learning Daf Yoimi, and he feels obligated to learn and finish the Daf every single day. It's a seven and a half year project with no days off. 
or someone signs up to do chesed to the point where people rely on them on a consistent basis, or they volunteer to do kiruv, like taking on a Torah partner, it's definitely a monumental undertaking. But if they do it l'shem shemaim, seeking the honor of Hashem, min shemaim, they are granted special koiches, chutz physical and mental strength, and it's guaranteed that they will be successful. If someone is looking for a way out of taking on responsibilities, they will always find excuses why not to get involved. There's a great quote from a legendary football coach. The man who complains about the way the ball bounces is likely the one who dropped the ball. They say a story about a Talmud from the Mir Yeshiva. He was just married, he was still in Koil, and they offered him a job as a Meshgiach in the Yeshiva. And he felt he wasn't ready to take on such great responsibility. So he went over to Rav Pam to discuss his dilemma. And Rav Pam agreed with him and told him to still wait before taking on the job. And Rav Nosan Svi found out that his Talmud turned down the job and he called him up and he told him these immortal words. What he meant to say is, it's not ability that leads to responsibility, but rather responsibility leads to ability. Take the job and you will be given capabilities to be successful. We always wonder why some people exude greatness. Do they have a greatness gene in their DNA? And the answer is no. They are ordinary people who took on great responsibility. How could one person be so brave and courageous? They must have special talents. But the reality is, they just took responsibility. And when you take responsibility, you tap into abilities that was always there, but was lying dormant. We don't know what we can become until we take responsibility for something beyond what we think we can do. With responsibility, a person gets the energy and the drive and the special divine wisdom to execute those tasks and responsibilities. Where if Pam heard that, he was so inspired by those words that he constantly repeated it to his Talmidim. Rav Nassim Svi embodied that saying. He was living proof of those very words. Despite his physical limitations, there was nothing he felt that was beyond his capabilities. And now we know. Have a wonderful day.